Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, just two blokes talking footy. It's the Quarters and Barra podcast. Welcome. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Writer for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett, Channel 7 legend, former West Coast Eagle, who could probably like to pull the boots on at the moment, and president of the Perth Football Club. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Before we get into round seven, Barrett, of try and pick some winners. Another ex-player, Suma, who's uh, on the front foot again, and uh, Glenn Djakovic as well. So a couple mm. of legends of that club now on the front foot. Mm. Great cons- Grave concerns, you would call them, over West Coast. Grave concerns over um, the identity of the club. And I'll just list this. Suma calls for an overhaul and a review. But the overhaul in training methods, injuries and repeat injuries, match day operations, recovery, strength and conditioning, game styles, list management, cool. talent ID, um, development players and staff, medical and welfare. So I don't think there's Whoa. anything he hasn't covered there. No, the Slavs have lashed out, haven't they, the big fellas? Um, I, I got, I, first thing I saw when I saw the paper, and I saw Turley, Warsfold and Kemp on the front page with Summer. Where did that old Ruthless Eagles winning culture go, is the headline. And then I turn over the back page, act now to save our legacy, says Summer. And I, I, I immediately thought, cheapest. Quarters has reacted quickly after I said yesterday the Dockers are unhappy that the the, the Eagles have been getting through <laughs> unscathed. Where's the? They were never unscathed, Barrett. They obviously that, didn't read the started? paper last year. No, because <laughs> you've gone bang. And what about the big sum? I love the sum. But how's this? I can't see what this West Coast team truly stand for. Call it an identity crisis. And the, then all the things that you mentioned as well. Is it hurting their brand? Is, it, is that what we're saying? That Because I thought their brand was untouchable. It was, it, you know, it couldn't be cracked. It was invincible because of just being the first club, the four premierships, being so successful over the journey. They've done extremely well over a short period of time. 100,000 members, packed the joint out most of the time. Can, could this affect their brand? We have to wait a year or two to see that how merchandise goes, how membership goes. But I've got to say, to be fair, in this state, West Coast supporters are a pretty spoiled lot, Barra. They've mm-hmm. had four premierships, yeah. and they're hard to win. Uh, they've had a lot of success. This is a bit of a dip, and I reckon they've stuck pretty fat so far. I mean, the membership figures are yeah. pretty good still. And so is it the kids that drop off? Is that what happens, do you think, when, when your team's not winning? In Western Australia, you've got a bit of a captive audience. So you've got mm. your two clubs, and there are a lot of people here who support other teams, as I well know. But I think they've been pretty good West Coast supporters, and I think Fremantle supporters have too, and they've had no silverware yet. So I think they're, on mass, I would say they're pretty loyal here. But if they keep dishing this up for another year, 
or two. And let's be honest, they're in a, the early stages of mm. a rebuilding phase, so it's, it's going to be a bit of pain ahead. It'll be really interesting to see how the numbers um, roll. But so well, far, well, well, you they've can, stuck with I, them. I think you can now get memberships. Like people are uh, – they're not selling their membership, but they're allowing other people to buy it because they don't want to go. So there's that. There's a bit of – been okay. a bit of movement in that respect. But I think if you look at their waiting in the wings, um, it's, they're over 100 thousand mm. really so they're going okay in that regard but you've got to you've got to <laughs> you can't keep dishing this up now yes there are extenuating circumstances they have a lot of collision injuries which yeah. are unavoidable but the soft tissue are avoidable you're always going to get one or two but there's a lot of them there have been a lot of them yep. and some of the concerns I think one of the uh, reference points in that Peter Sumich column in the West Australian today was there was a senior player um, who just wanted to call it quits in one session. I'm right, I can get up for the weekend. And they made him do another five minutes and he pinged something. So he, you know. But is that a, that would be a good thing, wouldn't it? Because then he didn't do it in the game. Well. Do you reckon? Or? I don't know. Well, you go back to, I remember Mick Malthouse uh, trying to get up for the 1982 yeah. grand final against Carlton. And mm -hmm. Francis Burr, and he had a shoulder, poor bad shoulder. And Francis yep. Burke said, one more drill, Mickey, and gave him the greatest hip and shoulder and popped the shoulder out, and that was it. He didn't play. So mm. that, or, or it's was a bit it, of a different scenario. Actually, the way I heard it was that he, he said, oh, you've done it, Mick, congratulations, and he went to shake his hand, and he wrenched his arm and pulled it out. But anyway, who knows, these mythologies. But going back to the Eagles, yeah. I, I've never had so many requests for tickets for this weekend. So, so people think the they're Carl a sneaky the chance. Carlton Gant and guess what? On Seven News tonight, Ben Cousins is tipping the Eagles to win. He actually thinks they'll beat Carlton, and we'll get into it a bit later yeah. on. But he reckons that the Blues are on the slide, and he thinks and and because of the Eagles' effort, I actually think they've been. I've actually been quite impressed at the, at the their the, effort's the, been good. I mean, you can't you can't. He's changed his game style. Uh, when you've got this many injuries, I mean, I suppose someone's having a crack at the injuries, is he? But you, did, a, a, you did an analysis on the injuries. Tell us what you come up with. Well, there are a lot of collision injuries, but I think I think the soft tissue, the number of soft tissue, is still an area of concern. Now, they overhauled their strength and conditioning over the weekend. So I assume it's calling for a review. Over the is, weekend? Yeah, no, sorry, over, oh, over yeah, the yeah, yeah. post-season, pre-season. Yeah, so, yeah. And... Um, you know, I mean, as, as far as a review go, they've, they've done that in the strength and conditioning, but there's been no improvement this year, has there? In fact, right now, look, the, Adam, so you're Simpson saying not, say, you're Adam Simpson would say four weeks ago they had three injuries. You're saying they're just not unlucky. There's, there's something I'm saying else there's got to be, be something going on there as well because that's, a, that's just – it's two years now. The big sum's gone here. No one should be spared in a full examination. And, and then overhaul of West Coast operations. Coach Adam Simpson and his support staff, player development managers, doctors, physios, recruiters, strength and conditioning faults must all be scrupulously assessed in a full review. Hard to say that word. Uh, I, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I think every club should be under that sort of re a review constantly. And um, I don't think the West Coast is probably overdue. It's pretty funny. It, it, it's quite interesting, you know, because Peter's son plays at West Coast. He plays in the waffle team, so there's there's just like everything in WA. There's wheels within wheels, and everybody's connected. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. Like I haven't spoken to him, but I, I probably will. But I'm just I'm just wondering what's happened. A bit of other news. Um 
Andrew Dillon looks like. Well, it looks like it's Dillon or Gillen. So either Gillen McLaughlin stays on for a bit, mm-hmm. uh, another year or two, which I'm just not sure that's going to happen. I think Richard Gordy, the chairman, would like that to happen. Absolutely. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think I would yeah, like it to happen. It's 10 years now in that role. That's a long time. That's a tough gig. He's done a great a job, though. Well Mate, remunerated gig. But I saw him in action. When, when the grand final came here, I saw him in action. This is Gil McLaughlin, mm-hmm. and how hands-on he was. And that guy's phenomenal. I was thinking he'd cruise over here, do bugger all on mm-hmm. the CEO. He was fully hands-on. I saw him in the negotiations with the government. I saw him working over the stadium. I hit that guy, man, if they can keep him, they should keep him. There's no one like him. He's the sort of bloke that would go on, and he could maybe run Qantas or could so, go on and run the, the Brisbane Olympics. So I had a, I was lucky enough to have an interview with Gillen oh, five, six weeks ago. Did he impress ago, you? He did, but uh, the, the point he raised was it's not actually really up to him. He has a family. He has a wife and kids, and he has a responsibility to them as well. And it's really a job that it's, you know... 24-7. 36 hours into 24. It is yeah. a tough gig. So so he was saying that he was doing it for his family. Well, no, he's saying that was part of the reason. And uh, the other part of the reason was he'd been there a long time, and, you know, and it, so I think Andrew Dillon gets this job. Uh, and I think it'll be a, he, he will be announced this weekend mm-hmm. after the uh, federal government announces the $240 million of funding yeah. for the Tasmanian Mate, how good, facility. Uh, have you had a look at this? I mean, I just had a look at what they're going to do. You know, have you been to Hobart? Uh, many times. And, and have you been down to the to the harbour there? Uh, many times, yes. Oh, so, the, uh, it's, so it's going to be a Hobart stadium at Macquarie Point. So basically... It's going to have a roof. Yeah, and so it's an needs ur- a roof. It's an urban renewal thing. Yep. So they're going to, you know, fix up the land. Well, that's that whack the stadium. Anthony in. Albanese insisted on you've got to make it an urban. Yeah, renewal. there's going to be housing there. It looks it looks spectacular. So I- that appeases a lot of opponents to this um, construction because they wanted it. Why are you spending money on a football stadium when you're not spending it on housing? And it's uh, seven hundred and fifteen million they're spending. Yep, seven hundred and fifteen million. With 15 mil from the AFL, 85 mil from borrowings, and 375 from the from the Tassie government, and the rest from the Feds. So it it looks spectacular. But mate, we got to get on to your captain, though. Oh, James, <laughs> the greatest. That's very funny, mate. You heard of Nadia Comaneci, haven't you? Oh yeah. He's done the greatest Nadia Comaneci of all, the biggest backflip in the history so, of footy. And how quickly did it happen? Well, it had Tell to. Tell the story. Well, it, it had brilliant. to. So he's basically <laughs> said, "Why would anyone go down there? There's not much to do." And then it was pointed out, "Hang on, they're a major sponsor of your footy club, and you're the captain." So I'll read you his apology. Uh, uh, I want to apologise to anyone I've offended or upset about my comments on Tasmania today. Uh, the comments I made uh, on RSM were flippant and do not reflect my views of Tasmania. Um, what I said related to my personal situation, that throughout my career, my attachment to Melbourne would have made it hard to live in Tassie full-time. That's not to say there are not many AFL footballers who enjoy living there, Barra. <laughs> I love coming down to Tassie to stay and play. I visit Tassie yearly outside of football to enjoy its golf courses <laughs> and food. Oh, I'm proud God. of our long-term relationship with the state, and I continue to support Tasmania getting its own team. Barra, I'm going to say... Uh, oh, that is a great backflip. That uh, is the greatest. One of the greatest. Um, <laughs> and how quickly. It, it was like two hours after he said it, he, he was putting out a statement. Being, <laughs> being a Melbourne boy, I have spent, I would have been to Tassie 20 times easily. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are great, there are magnificent golf courses, great food, uh, great seafood in particular. 
it's a great place to go. There's a lot to do, a lot of outdoor stuff, a lot of bushwalking, beautiful scenery. I'm getting, I'll tell you what, it, I, I love Tassie. But he was just being honest, wasn't he, as a, as a young man? I think there's a difference between, uh, you know, you're, you're based in Melbourne, you've got all your infrastructure and support around you, you don't want to go and live there. That's okay. It was but just, he, this is what he said. Because there's not much happening in there. That would be, would be quite difficult. I, I couldn't imagine myself living there as a young fella. <laughs> okay, it's not Sydney, Barra. It's not Melbourne. It's not Brisbane. It's not Perth. Not it's even not Perth. even Adelaide. <laughs> but I tell you what, it, there's a fair, there is a fair bit going on down there. I've never had a bad time in Tassie. But you, but as could a young, I live there? Is is it a, is this Probably unfair not. hammering a bloke for his honest opinion as a young man who's oh, think, been there? He's been there. It's not like he hasn't been there. He's the captain of the footy club, mate. They're a major. I know, sponsor. I know. He but, needs to be smarter than that. Let's let's. Just, oh yeah, absolutely. But I think he I, was, I think he's being hammered for good reason. It's not exactly Las Vegas. Let's be honest. Oh no, it's, it's got its little Vegas traits. <laughs> although the Rest Point Casino in uh, Hobart's hardly. Please Vegas. Please don't email. Please don't. I'm not having a crack at Tassie. I'm just saying that the, you know the kid well, is I'm being support- honest. He is having a crack, and I mean I'm supporting them so email, email <laughs> us uh, West Coast looks like I mean we mentioned the long injury list do we do we think Shannon Hearns play I think so yeah and at Frio Andrew Brayshaw so in doubt with knee soreness we believe has played 31 games in a row only Luke Ryan with 43 in a row has played more than him Will Brayshaw play, Barra? Stick well, your neck out. There's been some. Uh, I watched him yesterday, and he didn't do it bugger all. He didn't do the 18 on 18. He had a strapping on his left knee, and then I watched the vision back from the Bulldogs game, and he got actually he actually got hit in an MCL way by Libber on his right knee, which and looked actually looked quite sore. So it's an eight day break. I'm betting probably he wants to get up for it. And you wouldn't bet against him, but he's definitely carrying an injury. And By the way, I tell you, I've got a. Uh, looks like I might have a PCL. PCL, yeah. yeah so I, I ju- jumped. It's a Ruckman's injury, isn't it? Well. Well, I'll tell you how I did it. Uh, it was about, a, about eight weeks ago. And I haven't been able to run, and you know I love running, so it's really um, doing my head in. But I, had, I locked myself out of the house, so I jumped the back fence. It's quite a high drop. Oh. And I, I sort of fell on a tub to break my fall, and I didn't hurt it. It didn't feel like I hurt it at the time, but it's been giving me a fair bit of pain. So I'm going for a scan, but the suspicion is that it's a PCL. So what, two, eight? It's been about it six weeks. It's so, been about six weeks. Yeah. So, what, another four weeks? Yeah, maybe? I reckon at least, yeah. As, as long Can't as put any weight on it. Have you been hurting it again? I mean, you went tried yeah, to go did, for a run. I did, yeah. Stupid. But yeah. I only got about a K in and pulled did up. Did you have a few painkillers? Anyway, at least you... I know what I'm writing about now. I can experience it. Never had an injury with a knee in my life. So, so hey, Brayshaw, I reckon he probably plays. Um, uh, Ryan Daniels, I'd back him to our play. news hound, is, he's convinced that he is playing. So I'll back Rhino in on this one. Um, and just before we move on to the games, I just want to mention something that is close to my heart, and it's the issue of concussion. At the moment, there's a Senate inquiry into concussion and head trauma in contact sport going on. There's some really interesting stuff going on there. And... And Anita Frawley, um, wife of mm. the uh, late yeah. Danny Frawley, spoke with great passion yesterday about it. Um, the AFL's 2.5 million per annum um, funding into a longitudinal study was mentioned, but she just said you have to do more. And she, it was really quite disturbing. She mentioned um, an incident where Danny had received a phone call and he was in the paddock at home and received a phone call from the uh, head of the AFL, Gil McLaughlin, saying, mate, we've got a uh, uh, All-Australian selection meeting happening. Are you, are you close? And he didn't even know it was on. And he just broke down in tears because he said, I don't know what's happening to me. So they, they're the reality. Jeez. There's the reality, Barra. They're the effects of CTE. 
um, and major head trauma over a long period of time. So I, I, it's going to be, it's a really necessary inquiry they're doing, and um, mm. I'm going to be uh, part of it. Sort of hooked. It. Now I'm not going to be part of it, but I. But there's some really. Um, I think Peter Jess is speaking. Uh, Michael Buckland was mentioned yesterday. He's the head of the Brain Bank in Sydney, so he's yeah. the one. He basically is the one who discovers CTE post mortem in these patients. So really yeah, interesting you know, stuff, Barra. You know what I? Re- I mean, I'm I'm fully supportive. very very sad. I have got a son. I played. I'm fully supportive, but. I, I just I don't want to be hijacked by people who have a vested interest or have an ulterior motive. That, yeah. That's the thing I. That, but I don't I mean, think I they like, have. I, I like, the I like ulterior Peter motive. Jess, yeah. but you know, he's not sort of the upper echelon of player managers, if you put it that way. Okay, um, without getting sued. Uh, some of the players that have come out, you've got to say, "Come on, guys, let's let's get serious about this." Yeah, I agree with that. You know, some Gary Ablett Senior. Yeah, I'd Ga- agree with that. Gaz, please, come on. But what I would, but let's what get I, some proof. But what I would say is, there's some great people, some leading neurologists in Australia who yeah, are no, greatly no, concerned. No, no, and they're t- the ones I'm. Let's hitting. park the medical stuff, yeah. okay? Park that because I'm I'm ha- I'm fully on board with that. I'm just saying, let's not ta- try to take advantage of a situation, and it goes all the way through the current players in the way they play footy sure. and the way they're trying to milk the free kicks you know going not going to ground just standing there and allowing themselves to be slammed because they know that the head's going to be protected it's i hate when people take advantage of a situation but i i get that's human nature i get that everyone wants to be successful and you want to win a free kick or you want to get a hundred thousand dollars you want to get a million dollars you know you know what i'm really happy about i just that we're having a Big a boys, discussion. adult discussion. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, right. Yep. It's where we need to be. Let's try and pick some winners, um, Barra, for round seven, Friday, 5.50pm Western Standard Time at Marvel Stadium. St Kilda, $1.48 on Tab Touch. Port Adelaide, $2.65. St Kilda has lost 11 of its last 12 matches against Port Adelaide, including its round seven clash last season by just one point. Saints have scored, Barra, from 41.2% of Jack Sinclair's kicks into the forward 50, <laughs> the highest percentage of the top 10 kicks into the forward 50 at the club. So there's your answer, Port. We, you know who to shut down. Port Adelaide, by the way, has conceded 15 goals from free kicks this season, the second most in the AFL. So, Port, stop giving away free kicks and get on to Jack Sinclair. Well, they lost Tony, Tommy Jonas, didn't they, because he got rubbed out for hitting Jai Cully. Yep. Todd Marshall subbed out concussion. He's so not he playing. Play. Charlie Dixon probably comes back. Yep. So that aids them. But has you know that Owens kid? Yeah, good player. Mate, H. Owens. They've done they've done the stats on him, right? And they've worked out that he, by far and away, should be leading the rising star, not Ashcroft or Joy Cully or, or, che- or Cheezel. Yep. Cheezel. Yeah, yeah. Cheezel. I, I can't believe he hasn't done an, a campaign with Cheezel yet. But anyway. He will. So that, he, they reckon Owen's way above those two. He's oh. working at something like 130% of where he should be. You know what I mean? Nick Nick Dacos is like 180% of where he should be for his age and all yep. that sort of stuff and what position he plays. But this kid is an absolute freak, like a freakish start to his career. So the sceptics would say... St Kilda is five and one, and they were at five and one exactly the same point mm. last year. I would say this is a different looking St Kilda. They are conceding what fifty nine point points per game, which is way um, fewer than any other team. So he's got the defensive part of it right. Is it sustainable? I would still question that, Barra. 
but I think it's sustainable this what, what weekend. Do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I'm just not sure. They're it's not going to make it's, the finals? No, it's just... It's Hang on, let's, let's just clarify what you're saying. Well, I Are they going to make the finals, Glenn Quartermain? Now you'd have to say that it's likely. <laughs> I'm not, Why is that so hard for you? Because I'm just... You're doubting Thomas. It's not that. It's the, They've been down this pathway before, and the list suggests to me it's a brutal way mm. to play footy. It's so accountable. It's very taxing. I just told you about Owens, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> I'm... Look, I didn't pick him to Let, make. Okay, I'll, I'll make you feel better. Okay. Um, Champion Data's come up with this, that, uh, okay, you're right, 5-1, and one, same as they were last year, but for the 5-1 and one last year, and then they were 8-3 and three, and then they fell apart in the second half, uh, their 5-1 and one re- record last year was built on beating mostly bad teams. Five non-finalists plus yeah. three on Richmond before they, they, uh, they before Richmond got going, and the upset over Geelong. So, the underlying numbers are very different. Between round one and six last year, the Saints ranked fifteenth for ball movement. This year, they're first, first for ball movement. Yep. Can you friggin' believe that? And they're first for bringing the ball from defensive fifty to forward fifty. And as you said, their defence has kept everyone under sixty points a yeah. game, which is his whole philosophy. It is. It? it is. So they are. But they're a different. A different team. It's it's also a bit more of an offensive game plan than we've yeah. seen. Even that, if that makes sense. Port Adelaide. How do you reckon they go at Marvel? Pretty well, wouldn't they? Yeah, they've won That's their last. They've won their they've won their last seven matches at Marvel by an average of thirty five points. So they go okay. I reckon they're a sneaky chance here. I really do. A lot of hype around St Kilda. I'm going to pick the Saints, <laughs> but well, it's at Marvel. It's at it's home. Ne- not that sneaky a well, chance. Well, no, I'm just. I, it's a game <laughs> I thought long and hard about. Did you? Yeah. Nah, Saints. Saints for me. Fifteen points. Thank you very much. Okay, I think it'd be even closer than that. Okay. The Gabba on Saturday at 11.45am. The Gabba Toir it'll be. Brisbane, $1.12. Fremantle Dockers, $6.25. What? Hang on, hang on. The Dockers are $6.25. Yes. So that means you could probably get 7 bucks somewhere They're else. sort of Eagle-esque odds of late, That's incredible. Are you so, okay? the, so, the, so the line get would, on with be, me. would be six goals. It'd get be, on with me, Barry. You'd get 36 points. It's oh, so you'd hold the bet, would you? Oh, no, it was a flippant remark. <laughs> but I just—it's one of the toughest gigs in footy, obviously. But those odds are—that's amazing. They've won five of their last seven matches against the Dockers by an average margin of forty-five points since round three. This is a big stat. Brisbane has taken eighteen point eight marks inside fifty, ranked second in the competition. And as we know, Fremantle has lost the ground ball get differential by fifteen point five per game, ranked last in the league. There's your answer. Who gets Charlie Cameron? I'm suggesting Brandon Walker. Probably gets mm. first dibs on Charlie Cameron coming off a seven-goal haul. Uh, pretty tough forward. Look, look, the Dockers have been a lot of criticism over Alex Pierce this week. They have still got some pretty talented players back there. Brennan Cox, Alec Pierce, Luke Ryan. Um, Frederick's out. But you look at that Brisbane forward line now, Joe Danaher, Eric Hitman, um, Cameron. Um, it's just there's a... Cameron Rayner is just they mm. pop up everywhere so it's if they get on top in the mid which you expect they will given the riches of talent there and the way Frio are going are they at the moment do? it could get ugly this game what's he going to do it's going to be fascinating to see what he does I could see the only bloke he can bring in the midfield is Erasmus really isn't it yeah it is I mean, and he's not exactly going to be he's such a young bloke Brayshaw's sore you're gonna, you've got Sarong's to... playing at maximum yeah, I is. think your he's idea very good, pushing Darcy forward's probably not so bad and try to unleash Jacko just, try... just go for it yeah 
Go I for think Oscar. You've got to try face? something, McInerney. You've got to try something. I think you've got to try something different. You know what? You're on the road. You're at the gap. Everyone's expecting you to lose. Throw Backs to the wall. Do it. We've seen it happen before. Mm. Change a couple of things up. Change a couple night of things game. up that they're not expecting. Yeah. No, it's not a night game. It's in, uh, in morning. Oh, it's morning. Five a.m. Thankfully, Barrett, because otherwise the lights would go out and we wouldn't get the game finished. Luke Ryan looks sore. Like, is he even going to play? Oh, you bring in Hamling. Uh, he uh, does uh, play uh, under due resto, Luke Ryan. Give you, you know, you've got to give him some credit. He actually gets up. They were talking about Josh wouldn't. Draper yesterday. Yeah. Josh Draper. Uh, an NGA kid coming in from Peel. I mean, surely that's not going to happen. I, I, I'm worried about him. Um, this is, we always say crunch game, but this is, <laughs> this isn't if they go two and five, I think if you go two and five, there's not, you've got like... Um, One in eight chances. Yeah, of actually getting through to the finals. It's looking pretty bleak now. It's not over yet. As far as finals go, I think top four is a is a pipe dream, but it's not over yet. But it's looking, you know, unlikely. You've got to say that, don't you? I'm picking uh, Brisbane to win, and um, I think I think anything under five goals. I'm not letting them off the hook, of course, but I think that would be a reasonable result for Frio. Yeah, but it doesn't help them, though, does it? No, it doesn't they go at two all. and five. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I really feel for them because um, I just don't know where it's gone awry in some ways. You know, like. Where where have they where have they lost it? Well, their forward line's not functioning. Mm. They're chipping it wide, sort of from the from the back half. And it's just, and when they are going direct, it's going. It's just the system's not. They're not sinking in attack. So I think that needs to happen. And if he changes his system, you can't do open that overnight. It, open up the forward line a bit. But even if you change your system, you can't do it overnight. It's going to take weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they it, need, took, they need it, some it took big... Simo a whole pre-season to get the boys changed, and then all, he lost all his players, and he hasn't been able to implement it fully, but at least he's had a crack. Yep. So, obviously, you're picking Brisbane. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Here's the toughest game of the round, I reckon. Saturday, 12.10pm, Sydney Swans, $1.22. GWS, $4.25. Massively overs, GWS. The Battle of the Bridge. The, Squa- the Swans have scored 112 points in each of their last two matches against the Giants, winning both games. Of course, coming off that horrible loss to Geelong. Uh, The Giants, on the other hand, averaging... This is where he's changed the game plan, um, Kingsley. They're averaging 170 handballs this season, which is the most in the competition. Mm. Caniglia in good form. We know what Toby Green can do. Um, Brent Daniels in good form, Josh Kelly in good form. So there's there's a lot to like about them. I'm going to pick the Giants. If really? It's going to be the upset of the round here. I just reckon Sydney with decimated in the back line. Yeah. And, you know, you've got your targets up there. You've got your Himmelbergs. Mm-hmm. I just think... Um, so you yeah. hang on before you tip. Yeah, yeah. You know Sam Taylor's out. I do. Yeah, I do. And, Massive and out Kennedy's, for them. And Kennedy's out. Done his knee. I'm still picking him. And they get Tom Green back though. I think they? the outs and the outs balance up pretty well. I think the Giants are still ahead, given what Sydney. Given having said that, he was heading for probably all Australian again in defence, Taylor. But I'm prepared to pick the Giants. Yep. All right, I'm I'm going the Swans to bounce back after that embarrassment at Geelong. Surely that's going to sting them, and and I reckon they'll probably win by a couple of goals. It's almost like a trip to the moon, and I'm not bagging Geelong here because I lived there for eight years and I love the place. But the actual oval itself, it's different dimensions, mm, mm. so you can almost like just say it's the outlier of the season. No we, doubt. we know what happens when you go to GMHBA. It got ugly for them, and you know when Mills went to full back on Hawkins, things weren't quite right. Exactly. Um, so you like, know the Giants will be long odds on this, though. They're $4. Yeah. Which is, I think, great value. 
Yeah, you're obviously you're tipping them. Yeah, that's the, for me. But Put 10 bucks on. Yeah, I might. Uh, but I will gamble responsibly, Barra. Uh, Saturday, 2.35pm, the Western Bulldogs, $1.20. V Hawthorne, $4.50. Uh, a lot to like about the Hawks last week. Almost got the job done, but just a fade out in the final two minutes allowed Adelaide back in. The Hawks laid 88 tackles last week against the Crows, ranked number one for the round, and their most since 2020. So the endeavour is there, Barra. Hawthorne, however, has lost its last seven games at Marvel Stadium, with its only win coming against Adelaide by 32 points in round 20 last season. Oh, so is that right? They've yeah. lost their last seven games yeah. at Marvel. <laughs> They have. They don't play well there, and the the Bulldogs. What a great performance we saw them um, here last week. We saw it, yeah, uh, with our own eyes on Friday night at Optus Stadium. Uh, won the contested possession count by twenty five last week. The, their best result in any match in twenty twenty three. And isn't Tim English playing uh, some sort of a season? Mm. It was a great clash. With Might him. be the number Sean. one ruckman in the comp at the moment. But him and Darcy, they kind of broke even, didn't yep. they? Really, and the way they try to expose each other, pushing forward, all that sort of stuff. But he, he is super. So you'd, be t- you'd have to tip the Bulldogs, mate, wouldn't you? So he'll come up against Ned Reeves, who's a big, tall, imposing opponent. Mm. Reeves is no, no slouch either. He, he's got a bit of ability. But I'm going to pick the Dogs to win that pretty comfortably. I think, um, you know, a bit like the other game. I reckon five goals and under would be a good result for Hawthorne. Yeah, bullies for me. Saturday, 5.30pm, West Coast, $4.25. V Carlton, $1.22. You know what? St Kilda proved it last week, and this is the argument going round about Carlton at the moment. They're, they're also a bit like Frio, just overusing the footy. Mm-hmm. But if you stop Cripps, you can stop the Blues. Yeah, it so looks like Ross Lyon swung um, Jack Steele onto him after half time. Mm. And, and so, Steele sacrificed his game, basically. He was sort of not having a great one. So his Lyon thought, I'll very good, very get, good coach. Get, you, get you around the footy. Just sit exactly. on him, mate. Don't try to get a kick. And maybe he identified for everyone now that Patrick Cripps is the man because they have got that those brilliant forwards. So who do they play on him? That's the question. No Elliot Yo, who'd be who'd be the the first choice really? He, should he be fit and available? To give Jinby the go. Do give you? him another big name. Well, he'll probably end up on him. To Get be in honest. there, mate. Get in there. Have another crack, big fella. Yeah, well, <laughs> geez, fast just, track, isn't it? It's a, it's reminds me of Drew Banfield in the old days. I can't remember who he took on, but he had like three or four weeks in a row where he played. He just started and he played on four superstars. And Jinby's doing the same thing. He is. Um, West Coast has scored a goal from 39% of its kicks into the forward 50. They're ranked third for that. Mm. Uh, the Eagles have won seven of their last... Eight games against the Blues, yeah. Can you believe that? Suffering a 63-point defeat in round seven last year. Carlton, as I mentioned earlier, have tallied 446 disposals last week against the Kilda, which is the second highest tally by any side this year, but only managed eight goals, ranked 16th for the round, and a lot of it had to do with um, Harry Mackay, who just couldn't kick it, no matter how mm. what angle he was on or how he tried to kick it, round the corner, check side, whatever he did, it just didn't work. So um, I'm not sure where they go there, but uh, look, I'm obviously, I'm going to pick Carlton. It's here at Optus Stadium. You might yeah. say West Coast are a bit of a sneaky chance in the 425 are good odds, but I just look at that. And you look at the injuries and you just think, yeah, it's. I mean, particularly that forward line at Carlton, how do you cover it? And you see Barras goes to Kerno probably. And yep. then, so who gets Mackay? It just makes it very Bazo. hard. Basso. Basso. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Rotham. <laughs> That's what I mean. You're, just, you're clutching at straws, aren't you? So I think Carlton win this game. Because you know he's 197 or something. 
Mackay. He's a giant. Yep. It's frightening. But but Ben Cousins has tipped the Eagles. He based on your stat there about they've beaten them seven and eight of the last eight times. He thinks you know they get on top of them early. Someone gets on top of Cripps. And they can win at Optus. The problem is they've got to perform in the second quarter because their second quarters have been horrendous. So it's a four-quarter. If they can get put four quarters together, and their effort has been good, Barra. If they can replicate that effort but try and just erase that second quarter, then they're a chance, but I can't see it Will Saad come back? There's some short chat that he might come back for this game. Jesse Motlop got suspended. <laughs> Did you see what he got suspended yeah. for? Yeah, Dinkum. And uh, there's a couple of others that might be missing. Obviously, Luke Shuey, it's a huge blow, isn't it? Um, yeah. What do we say? So we've we've spoken about him. You're picking Carlton? Are you picking yeah, West Coast? You're going to have I, a crack? I, I, even though Ben did his best work with me, I couldn't. I just couldn't. It's, you know, it's just, it'd be extraordinary. I hope it happens, but yeah. No. Saturday, 5.25 p.m., MCG, Melbourne, $1.07. V, North Melbourne, eight fifty. Haven't they fallen away north after a promising start? Demons have won the disposal count by 26% oh, sorry 26 per game this season ranked second they've also recorded a disposal efficiency of 75% ranked third um, Melbourne has scored 63 points per game from intercept possessions this year ranked number 1 and the Kangaroos on the other hand, have lost the time in forward half differential by 12 minutes and 37 seconds per game this season, ranked last. So they just can't get it in there, Barra. And look, they're a young side. We expected them to be a bit of a long burn under Alistair Clarkson. The signs are still pretty good, but they have fallen away a little. I can't see them winning this. I think this is Melbourne in a canter. Yeah, me too, Melbourne. Uh, Sunday, 11.10 a.m., MCG. Big game, Barra. Essendon, $2.80. The Cats, $1.41. The question is, it's a five-day break Mm. after Anzac Day. Essendon conceded the final seven goals of the match last round against Collingwood, losing the inside 50 count 20-4 in the final term. Now, a lot of teams of Collingwood's... This is what Collingwood does in the final quarter. But up to three-quarter time, they're 28 points up. So they did everything right, Essendon. So what do you do? Do you take away that final quarter or do you take away the fact that for three quarters you got it pretty right Geelong we've seen them burst back into form they've won 10 of their last 12 matches against the Bombers as well including each of their last four by an average margin of 51 points so they've absolutely smashed them but since round four this year Geelong is averaging 131 points ranked number one in the competition the question is have they beaten anyone? Are they back? Mm. I'm going to pick them this week. I think the short break for Essendon is going to be telling, mm. and I just love the way Geelong are playing at the moment, but I'm just not yeah. 100% convinced yet that they're premiership material. They've obviously proved Premiership they, material. Well, they won the flag last year, but I'm just not sure if they're there this year yet. Yeah, I want to yeah. see them claim a couple of big sculpts. Yeah, they're, well, they're definitely they're, they're back. Starting with this week. They look like they're back a bit, don't they? I, I'm not riding off the Bombers, though. I mean, Zach Merritt will return, won't he? And he'll be fresh as anything from yep. that suspension. But that five-day break coming off that emotional high, it, <laughs> it must take its toll. I don't know what it's like, but it must, it must take its toll. So you think the Cats will get the job done at the MCG? You would think so. Marble Stadium, Sunday, 1.20pm. Richmond, $1.37. Gold Coast, $3.10. You'd look at that and you'd think, well, Richmond are due to bounce back. They'll win that one. But the Tigers have lost their last two matches against Gold Coast. 
albeit by 10 and 2 points respectively, after winning their previous six clashes. The Suns bounced back into a bit of form barrel last week, won the disposal count by 64. The first time they've won the disposal count this season in their best differential since 2021. Ben King, five goals. Lockie Weller, Ben Ainsworth, Matt Rowell in great form. Matt Rowell has opened the season. I think he's has a career contested possession rate of 64%, which is the second highest ever among midfielders, and seven Seven percent higher than Patrick Cripps, so Matt Rowell going beautifully. Yeah. The Tigers, um, Dion Prestia plays re- generally against his old side, mm-hmm. the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, averages seven clearances per game against them. His best return against any side. Um, Tim Taranto has been in good form. Question marks over his kicking, but look, Richmond's not the team it was, but they win this, I think, yeah. in Melbourne against the Suns. The Suns haven't done anything to prove to me they're ready to win it. Claim Richmond. In Melbourne. I thought they looked pretty good last week, the Tigers, considering that they were a bit undermanned. Took Millers out, so that's probably going to do it for that's me. A, that's, a, that's a huge out. Yeah. So What's gonna... the length of that? Yeah, they haven't it's said. Significant. It's significant. It's, it's a knee. And, no, uh, it, it's not an ACL. So no. I think later, latest, latter stages of the year, perhaps. So he's big out. It was an MCL, wasn't it? A real pity for him because um, he was playing, you know, great player, Took Miller. Was so we're saying player. the Tigers... At Mar- it's at Marvel Stadium. They don't like. So at Marvel least Stadium. it's not the G. Although the Tigers hate going to Marvel Stadium, like it's a cut, about, it's a short it? tram ride away from their home. When Hardwick admitted that, that was hilarious because it's the last thing as a coach you should do. No, we don't like Marvel Stadium. Well, the other thing is that it's not as if they haven't been blessed. They play a fair bit of footy mm. at the MCG. Kissed on the proverbial by think, uh, you know what? The only thing that might help the Suns is at the MCG. It's a, I reckon it's a four five goal. Head start for Richmond every time they play there with their you know vocal fans and the way they play the ground. So Marvel will help the Gold Coast Suns. I reckon they're a silly chance, you know, but yeah. I'm still going the Tigers. That's right. At Sunday, Adelaide Oval, two forty p.m. Now Barra, a big lot one. of people are jumping on Adelaide at two twenty-five. Yep. Collingwood will start on tab touch at $1.65. The Crows have led at quarter time in four games, the equal most of any side. They have outscored their opponents by a total of 54 points in that term, ranked second. So look out for the early ambush, Collingwood. Collingwood has won each of its last six matches at Adelaide Oval. They go all right. With its last three wins coming by six or fewer points, of course, Mm. that run they went on last year. Um, Still side bottom, great form last week. Obviously, we've spoken ad nauseum about Nick Mm. Dacos. You've got to... Got to put someone on him, Adelaide. You, you see, you've seen the latest thing. People saying opposition coaches are making him look good <laughs> by not well. doing. I mean, they've tried everything. Surely, I mean, please, jeez, he's just a, he's an absolute superstar. He's the new Judd, the, oh, the new Gary Ablett, if you like. I don't care whoever you want. A little bit smaller than Gary, but oh, the, the, uh, little Gary Junior. Yeah, yeah, Gary, I think that's fair. Oh, yeah, Gary Junior. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I we think... don't always live in the old days, mate. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, that forward line at Adelaide. Beautiful forward line, beautifully yeah. balanced. Taylor Walker in career best form. Yeah. Of course, you've got Rochelle and Renaissance. and Darcy Fogarty. Beautiful kick late in the game against Hawthorne. Mm. Pressure kick from the boundary line, acute angle, threads it through, and they win the game. So they'll take a bit out of that, you know, Adelaide, because it was a game they would have lost yeah, a year absolutely. or two ago, and they found a way to win. But I can't pick them, mate. I'm picking Collingwood just on really? there. And it's a, again, it's the short break. Same, It's the short break that Essendon has to endure, but... I can see every reason why Adelaide wins this, but I'm picking Collingwood. Magpies by what? Eleven points, twelve points, something like that. It'll be, yeah, it'll be it'll be reasonably close. I Taylor think. Adams will be back too from suspension. Oh, that's a big in. 
I'm going to back the local boys. When in doubt, when it's borderline, go with the local boys. What a day it'll be for Crows fans. Could you mount a case that they just struggled to get over the line against Hawthorne, 18th base team? Yeah. I mean, who could, have actually. they beaten? You could, yeah. Don't, mate, don't make me change my tip. No, don't <laughs> change your tip. Okay, now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. Once again, we've got a little bit of mail, and oh, yeah. and we will be giving away a 30-can block of Great Northern Super Crisp. Send your mail to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Please keep them relatively short, and please put your details in there. Andrew writes, High Quarters and Barra, who, what or who is responsible for the Mineral Resources Park curse? Now, didn't you have a smoking <laughs> ceremony there the other we week? We did, mate. Get rid of the evil spirits, well, cleanse it, the yeah, joint. Has, it? has no. it worked? It's worked for us. We haven't got many injuries. Well, it hasn't worked for the West I Coast. I should have either. pulled over the Nizzy and the boys. I should have got them over there. Yeah, well, I saw them softening up the surface uh, this week with the uh, the tractor. So, but I don't, I, I don't think there's been many injuries done at the at the actual ground. Um, and as you said, there's been a lot of collision injuries. You always clutch at straws in this situation, don't you? So. Uh, so I reckon the, the only way is up now for West Coast for the rest of the year. And they're blooding some guys. How's, how's Jai Cully? So the Eagles the only team with two yeah. r- nab rising stars since... Ruben Jimby and uh, Jai Cully. Jai Cully with four goals last that, week. When so. would that have happened in the last hundred years? Yeah, it's, it's good <laughs> it's quite remarkable. Yeah, well done, well West done. Coast, and well done to Jai Cully. Uh, Andrew, another Andrew writes, High quarters and Barra, Ross Lyon has arguably given St Kilda a sugar hit. There you go. Thank you, Andrew. It should be remembered that Brett Ratton's early season 2022 win-loss record was the same. Is it time to install a revolving appearance of sacked or moved on former club coaches in an attempt to salvage the season for the Dockers? Maybe Neesham, Drum, Allen, Connolly and Harvey would give Fremantle a much-needed insulin wallop. That's or very Buckley. funny. Buckley would be the one, wouldn't he? Because he worked with Longmuir and he might even come in as um, I think it's a facetious coaching, email. Coaching. And I, don't think, I don't think Longmuir's going anywhere, mate. But no, but if you were, uh, let's play along. If, if you were, you'd go with uh, a coaching... I don't think know, Nathan Buckley's interested coordinator. in coaching Coordinator. Come over, Bucks, for a no, heap mate, of money. He's very happy but working if he in the media. Sh- what did he say about the sugar hit with Ross Lyon? I mean, if that's a sugar hit... They've got diabetes. Well, let's I mean, it's more out. than that. Well, let's find out. Yeah, Dinkum. Well, we're about to find out. Uh, this one from Pat and Isaac, High Quarters and Barra. This is from father and son Pat, old, and Isaac, age 10. Pat is a rusted-on Hawks and Perth Demons fan. Yeah, there you go, I love him already. Uh, which, who too often regales Isaac with tales of the 1989 VFL Grand Final and of camping outside Subioval Gates for the 76, 77 and 78 Waffle GFs. Mm. You were in the 77 and 78, weren't you? You can per- forget about 78. Yeah. We lost that one. <laughs> uh, Bizzusto kicks, what, eight in the rain and you lose? Seven. Seven, yeah. Robbed by the weather. Oh, come on. East Perth had to play in the same conditions. Isaac plays for the Mount Hawthorne Cardinals, who come up against the Mount Lawley Inglewood Kangaroos. Yeah, that's my club. A couple of times each year. As young kids do, Isaac has switched allegiance among AFL teams numerous times in recent years, but late in the 2021 season settled on Sydney. Sydney. After the 2022 grand final and then last weekend's rematch, he's talking about switching teams again. No, don't do it. However, my theory is that when you're 10, you want a team that may win two premierships in the next five years. I reckon only Sydney and Collingwood have that potential. My question is, who do you think has the capacity to win two premierships in the next five years? Um, by the way, although Isaac is well below Great Northern Age, I am not. 
Uh, I've got to tell you, my son Tom and my kids, Tom and Liam, I reckon by the time they were, so they were born in 2007, 2008, and Hawthorne had reeled off four flags before they were 10. So it's a pretty good start to life in terms of who they break from the AFL. Clearly, they're all Hawthorne supporters in our house. Um, but I'd say don't switch allegiances. Who you barrack for originally is who you should barrack for. Stick with them because it's highs and lows footy. And yep. um, and what about his question about who could win two flags in the next five years? Well, Colling- I think Collingwood, you, you Collingwood. have to put Collingwood in there. Yeah. And I think Sydney would be, given their squad, both teams given their squads, I think you'd have to put them in there. I still think Melbourne could do it. And I still two more. On I, top. I reckon Melbourne so could three. do two more. Yeah. I don't even know if the dogs could. I reckon the dogs have got one in them, but I don't think they've got two. No. But I reckon Melbourne has got two in them. So that would. Who else is that? What lead? about Geelong? Could Geelong go bang bang nah. three in a row? Nah, Carlton. Carlton should be. They, they should, should be. be. But will they? It's the pressure's right on Vossie. And I know you. What hate, about Adelaide? I know you don't like St Kilda, but. Mate, if Ross hangs in there, they need more. They need more A graders, which they're going for. They've got a war Mate, chest. did you not see the stats on Owen? Have I told you about Owen? They need more A graders. <laughs> Stand up on the big September stage. The wind go all the way through September. You need a few more A graders. It's you're down on St Kilda, mate. He's going to pull your pants down. Okay, fine. Ross Lyon will pull your pants down and okay. spank you we'll because see. that's what he does. First three years, he does, mate. He's a super coach. First three to five years, he's a genius. Okay, his message might wear off after that. but all right, So I reckon St Kilda, Collingwood, you reckon Melbourne, Adelaide's probably on the rise? You'd put them just outside that bracket, but you never know. Essendon? Uh, possibly. Two flags. Brisbane's, Brisbane have got to go this year, don't Brisbane they? Brisbane could. Do they have two in them? They probably do. Port Adelaide, you're not sure about. Yeah. Carlton, we're not sure about. Geelong, we're not sure about. Sydney, I reckon you're right. Yeah. And That's about well, you know, well, the Dockers have said they're they're well. Okay, it. if the Dockers stick true to their what is it, their five year plan, twenty twenty five, they have to win one by. Then you'd say they'd have to be a chance mm. if they stay true to it. It's hard when you do those. I, I did a strategic plan at Perth, and they were saying let's let's make predictions like that. And I was thinking, no. what was your strategic plan? And like you know, <laughs> to make to make some predictions like how many times we played finals, how many times you top four, how many flags you win in the next five years. You've just got to get competitive. Fraught with danger. How about a prediction? Be competitive. <laughs> yeah, it comes back to haunt you, doesn't it? But you've started from the ground up. So. Yeah, well, that, we're building and we're, our futures are great, our cults are great and we've come on from behind. But So some great emails. Doc is different. Some great emails this week um, and thank you for them all. Please keep them coming. But I've got to, I'm going to give it to Pat. Um, I'm going to give it to Pat, not Isaac. Isaac, don't go anywhere near the Great Northern. But I'm going to give it to Pat. You, you happy Demons with that? man, yeah, absolutely. He's a demons man and yes. a Hawthorne man, so yeah. we're happy with that. Quality. So please send your details to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au and we will make sure a voucher comes your way. Thank you for listening. Good luck for Round 7 to our listeners and to you, Barra. And we look forward to speaking to you on Tuesday and pulling apart Round 7. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.